Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Tiffany. Say hello. Hi, everybody. So happy to be here. Thank you for joining me. So Tiffany is a blogger. She's Boston-based, and we were able to connect on Instagram. So thank you again for joining me. And why don't you just take the floor and tell us about yourself? Who are you and what do you do? So my name is Tiffany Giannato, and first and foremost, I'm a mom. (laughs) I have a (laughs) 12-year-old. I have a 12-year-old son. Um, so he really is my true full-time job. <laughs> I, that um, stop. <laughs> right? So I've been in the field of education since 1999. I started as a first grade teacher in East Boston. And then in 2003, I, teach to special, uh, I switched to special education. And I teach um, dyslexic students and students with language-based learning disabilities how to read and write. So mm-hmm. my passion for education is around literacy because I really believe that you need to be literate in any kind of career or job path you choose, any type of schooling, any subject, even math is so language-based. Mm-hmm. So that that's my true passion. Um, however, I went right before I turned 40 years old, my best friend Nadia said to me, I think, you know, you should pursue styling and blogging. I was basically styling my friends for free on the side. Mm -hmm. They would give me like $300, let's say in September and say, get me a fall wardrobe that I can mix and match. And I would go out and I would do it. So she's like, you know, I think, you know, bloggers are blowing up all over the country now and maybe you should try it. So I was thinking in my head, who's going to want to read this 40 year old blog? Yeah. Two days before my 40th birthday, I Googled how to start a blog on WordPress as far as the technology aspects, because that's not really my forte. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it, I wrote it, and over 800 people read it within 12 hours. That's crazy good. Like, <laughs> it, Yeah, it took off, and that took off, and my styling took off, and my Instagram took off, and then I started to write for different magazines, and there we are. And I love that part where you, it was your friend who kind of brought it up to you because we have these things we love and that we're good at, but you're always like, eh, why? Because my podcast started with my friend saying like, Elizabeth, you should start a podcast. And I literally turned to her and I was like, what is a podcast? <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, and I, I knew I read blogs, not frequently at that point, but I was familiar with what they were, but I just didn't realize what a far demographic that I had the potential to reach. And my demographic, my blog is up right now to about 170,000 readers. Oh my God, that's amazing. And it's set over 70 countries now have yeah. read it or interacted with You're it. You're international. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, I actually, um, you know, as we talk further, I did just get a little bit of an international promotion, a new gig. Yes, we're definitely going to have to talk about that. Yeah. I love, I love that part that you've been able to like touch people's lives through, you know, your content and be able to like literally cross borders. Um, But I wanted to ask you quickly, like, how would you describe your style? 
and who and what inspires you and your style? So I would say that the closest style icon that I would maybe be similar to is probably, you know, Carrie Bradshaw, Sarah mm -hmm. Jessica Parker from Sex in the City. I write for a magazine, Boston Man. If you should check it out if you haven't checked it out, um, anyone who's listening. But I write a column, it's called Toast of the Town and the owner and the editor of the magazine kind of termed me the Boston Carrie. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say my style is similar to hers in the sense that I love the tool skirts. I love that kind of feminine flair, but I like to mix that with the latest trends. I remember four years ago, I had a pair of white boots on and one of my friends was, you know, teasing me like, I can't believe you have white boots on. And I said, they're, they're going to blow up. I like to be the first person to try the new trend to be the, yeah. trend. but I like to mix it with the classics mm -hmm. because I think it's nice to have a balance of both. My personal style icon though, if I had to go back through time and history, definitely Lauren Bacall. Mm -hmm. First of all, I love the story of Bogey and Bacall. They're one of my favorite old Hollywood couples, but I just feel like her glamor was effortless for her. Mm -hmm. She had the classic wave, she had the red lip. Those are two of my favorite things to sport when I'm dressed up. Lip. But she also, as classic as she was, she was bold. She in the 1940s was like bearing her midriff, wearing like crop tops and high-waisted pants even then. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit of me. I'm this 43-year-old petite mom and I'll still wear the high-waisted pants and the, and the midriff top myself, but I try to mix it with a classy look and some classic pieces. Mm, love that. I love that you brought up how something can be classic but then it can have a lot of trendiness to it um and adding like that flair like you can be like all black but then like the red lip is always gonna be like that signature for you or i love to do like an all black outfit and then throw on like a real unexpected pair of shoes mm -hmm. recently of neon green and black snakeskin so it's like you put a little bit of a trend with a classic look Mm -hmm. And then it's like people are doing the scan, like when people are doing the scan of your full look, and it's like bam, like crazy shoes. Yeah, there's the shoes, there's the bag, you know, wild hair, something. There's always something a little bit new and different. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned about your demographic, and I love that when we connected last week, we were doing a like, little meet and greet. Um, you had talked about how your demographic goes so long and wide, and I wanted to talk about how that kind of makes your blog special um, and how you're able to connect with your readers. So my demographic of readers probably spans 50 years, which is why I think I probably was so successful in the Boston yeah. because around the time I started, pretty much the only bloggers really around here localized were girls in their 20s and they wrote specifically for just their age group. So fortunately, because I started teaching over 20 years ago, a lot of my former students from East Boston, they still keep in touch with me and they follow me and they're in their mid to late 20s now. Mm -hmm. So I have that demographic. Then I have my demographic from my fellow co-workers who I teach with and women that I work out with and my mom groups and my mom friends. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, my mom and my own aunts who are in there late 60s, 70s, late 70s, and they share all of my stuff too. So I really try when I think of a look or I, or I think of a trend, 
I try to show different visuals and different pictures that could be worn by a variety of age groups. Like maybe how a 20 year old would wear it, but also a 50 year old could wear it if they do this. Um, I remember writing about the neon trend and I said, you know, a 21 year old might be comfortable wearing neon head to toe, but a 55 year old, maybe they just get a neon clutch or shoes, but everybody's still, you know, on trend. Yeah. Uh, when you had told me like my students were like, you know, reaching out and reading it, I was like, oh my God, that's love. Like clearly you're an awesome teacher because they've kept in touch all the time, but that's also for them to be able to support you and like read your content. I love that part. One of my favorite pieces of writing, um, a magazine that I have a column for another magazine in Boston, it's called Dream Rose Lifestyle. And the editor reached out to me and obviously in September because of the COVID and the teachers unions battling, there was a lot of negativity around just teachers in general. And she wanted to kind of put a spin on it and focus on a positive student teacher relationship. So one of my students who's in her mid twenties has kept in touch with me all these years and she's in school for education and she kind of followed my path with the fashion and she models and they did a feature story on us about how teachers can impact students and really form some positive bonds through life. Yeah. So it was, it was really fun to do that. It was different than anything I usually write. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a really interesting uh, perspective and like angle. And then the fact that she has kind of like mirrored, um, you know, being able to pursue education and pursue fashion and she does has her own thing going on. That's really awesome. Yeah. I, I did want to ask you, so you started your blog right before you turned 40. I wanted to ask you, like, did you feel that you got negativity or like people were doubting you like, oh, um, why is she starting a blog now? Um, and if so, how did you combat it? I mean, I think that um, any time a woman is successful with something, unfortunately, they're going to experience negativity from other women, usually. Mm -hmm. um, my friend said to me once, when you start to get haters that you've made it, you know, that's like a sign of success. I would say I, I have a lot of thick skin. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have the mentality that you can't really care what other people think too much because at the end of the day, you're doing stuff for yourself. You're not doing stuff for other people. Um, I will remember, you know, back when I first started, somebody said to me in a real negative tone, you know, you in this blog, it's like a dime a dozen blog. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's bittersweet when my work comes out in magazines, both domestic and international. And I think back to that person who told mm -hmm. me, oh, this dime a dozen blog. And um, I, you know, I smile to myself because I also am the type ever since I was a little girl, if somebody tells me I can't do something or I'm not good enough at something or gives me any kind of negative feedback, it makes me want to do it 10 times and a hundred times better. Yeah, it fuels you. So, I, you know, I, so I feel like that actually fuels me. So I probably should go back and thank that person <laughs> for being that negative and cruel to me because it has fueled my fire to just be even more successful than I was already driven to be. Yeah. And you were going through like a lot in your personal life as well, right? Do you feel that it was almost like an outlet for you as well? Um, I definitely I feel like more into things you love, right? I definitely feel like any kind of anxiety I was experiencing at that time, 
Um, this was such an amazing way for me to channel it. Mm -hmm. If I couldn't sleep at night because I had certain things on my mind, I would write and I would write until I got tired. And it has really even helped me in life just being a type A and being an anxious person and kind of having to keep busy. There's always something for me to do with my writing and my blog and my articles and um, I recently got a promotion as a fashion editor for Uploader Magazine. Mm -hmm. So there's always just, you know, an outlet for me to channel anxiety and my creativity in a positive way and keep me occupied. And it's helped me tremendously with any kind of coping with anything that might, you know, be stressful in life. Yeah, because I feel like almost it just like came as something where it's like, okay, I have all these like feelings and like, you know, thoughts like you were saying you couldn't sleep. So you just pour into that and then look, it's like opened so many doors for you. It really has. And, you know, thankfully now my life is in a good spot, but, you know, sometimes I still can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say, okay, well, I can write a little bit and it's just, it's positive all around in so many ways. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to talk about how has it been, you know, even for yourself or for like your readers or for some of your girlfriends, how has it been uh, creating this blog, but also uplifting yourself and others to have self-confidence? So I feel that by nature, I'm a girl's girl. I've always been the type of girl who wants to see women do well and has always been supportive of my close friends and family when something good happens and I'm genuinely happy when other people yeah, are happy. Sure. Um, I think anyone by nature that goes into the field of education kind of has that personality. We want to help people better themselves. We want to help people grow. We want to develop positive mindsets in others. Um, and I feel that when I work with certain women and I'm styling them, many have booked a stylist. I would say probably 50 to 70% because they don't know what to wear. They don't feel good about themselves. They're not happy with how they look. And I think clothes can build a lot of self-confidence, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. I wrote an article when the pandemic first started about the importance of really getting dressed every day. I'm not saying people should have put on heels and a black dress to work from home, but getting out of your pajamas and putting on a cute set of loungewear or a sweatsuit or just something that you feel good in um, it just helps you radiate positivity and self-esteem from the inside out. And if you don't have that, it's very hard to be happy in anything you're doing. Yeah. And it's how they say like you, you feel as good as you like, um, radiate on the outside sometimes because like, like a cozy sweater sometimes just makes you feel so good. Right. Right. It's true. A cozy sweater. Um, scarf. Love scarves. It's so I, I'm into the sweaters now, those soft chenille sweaters. I, I keep I'm them as so I'm Christmas shopping for other people. If I have to stop, but <laughs> I am so into them. Um, I wanted to ask you if you could share a glow tip you had for the listeners. Okay, a glow tip. So I guess going piggybacking on what I just said about building self-esteem, I feel like Confidence is far more than just your appearance. But again, the benefit of having your go-to power outfit really is an amazing glow tip. Because I like to think of a knight, and a knight has his armor, right? And, you know, 
back in the day, that's how they looked powerful. It was kind of the power suit. So I think everybody has their go-to outfit that they love, that they feel good in, their favorite pair of black pants. It helps build a comfortable, positive body image. And as you were saying, it helps you radiate from the inside out. My favorite outfit that I pack on trips I wear four seasons. It is my go-to. When I am feeling bloated and I don't like how I look at all for whatever reason, you know how us women go through that, I love black leather leggings. I found a pair that fits me great. I never have to think about what kind of shirt to pair with it. Mm. Um, it's just my go-to. I always feel good in them no matter what I look like or no matter what I weigh that day. And I just think that women need to find that one piece in their closet and that's their go-to. And that day they can glow up in that outfit. Love it. It's their power piece. It's like their- It's their power piece. You gotta have your own power outfit. I like to call it that because that's what it is. It empowers you to get up and get- I need to find mine. Like I was trying, I was trying to think like, what is mine? I have these like H&M jeans. Like they're so soft and they're like my favorite thing to wear right now. But I don't think they like make me feel super radiant, but they're just really cozy. But I will get back to you. I'm gonna let you know when I find Yeah. Them. And I suggest, <laughs> I like usually if you find that pair of jeans or pants, then you kind of think in your brain, okay, well, what's a casual top I can wear with it? What's a dressy top? What's a, and I do like those black leather leggings. They come to islands with me at, they come to, wow. So they're just the go-to. They really are. I wanted to ask you in terms of like when styling, like what's your approach? Do you think of only what's in trend or do you take a lot of consideration to like that person's style? Um, or you're just like, you're gonna be trendy right now. So let's get you like glowed up in the trendy section. So I have a few rules when I style. Oh, okay. Um, so I do give them a questionnaire usually via email before we meet and I'll kind of ask them, what are your favorite colors to wear? Is there any print or color you would never wear? Mm -hmm. Do you prefer fitted tops, loose tops, things like that? So I always try to keep their main likes in mind when I first choose items for them. But most people that are booking styling haven't updated their wardrobes in a really long time. Mm -hmm. I, I find that people that are shopping and they're on trends, they're shopping anyways. So unless yeah. they have a specific event to go to, or some people might just want the most bang for their buck and they'll say, okay, I want 10 pieces I can mix and match. But for the most part, like women that are shoppers have trendy pieces. Women that tell me I haven't bought myself anything in a year and a half, they need some updated trendy pieces. I tend to pick inexpensive items um, when I focus on trends and maybe pick two or three of those and then seven classics. I, my main rule is they have to try on every single item that I choose for them. Mm -hmm. Even if they think they'd never wear it, they don't like it, they're not sure on the color, they have to try it on. I will say over half the time, that ends up being their favorite item. Really? Something they thought, yes, something they thought they would never pick for themselves. I just styled a woman a few weeks ago and I picked a long fitted dress for her. And she was really unsure because she wasn't happy with the way her midriff section was looking and she thought the color might be too light and it's her favorite thing. She wants the dress in all colors. Wow. It does happen. Yeah. I think stylists have an eye 
for what might look best on a certain figure and people just get stuck in a rut. They might say, oh no, I would never wear a bodysuit. I would never wear a fitted top. But they realize they actually look slimmer in that style with a high-waisted pant. Mm, I love that. And it's kind of like reverse psychology. You're like, you're, you think you hate this, but you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, it, ha it happens all the time. I, I mean, pretty much all the time, actually. Okay, so I wanted to play a little game. It's called Glow or No. Okay. So I will give you two things, um, two items, and then you'll say, are they, is that your glow or your no? Okay. So for example, our first one is knee-high boots or booties? Like which one's your glow or no? You can't say both, huh? I guess you could, but I like to kind of give you a little challenge and see. Okay, uh, booties. booties. I would say booties. Um, bell bottoms or skinny jeans? Bell bottoms. <laughs> uh, dumpling bag or crossbody? Ooh, crossbody. Crossbody bag. Uh, animal print or neon? Animal prints. That's <laughs> my go-to. I'm a sucker for cheetah, even though like I feel like you can't have too much of it. You might disagree. Love it. I, I call it a neutral. I think it's a neutral. It goes with every color. And I love cheetah print shoes. Like cheetah flats. Cheetah stand. I love shoes. I, I love have them. cheetah over the new over the knee boots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So statement earrings or a bold lip? Oh my. Uh, you're picking like everything I like. This is difficult. <laughs> I'm gonna go with statement earrings probably. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, leggings or joggers? Leggings. Yeah, I was like, I think I already know because the next Leggings. <laughs> I'm petite, so joggers. I do love joggers, but they have to really be the right fit because they can make me look even shorter than I need. Mm -hmm. Leggings can elongate you, so. This question, I think I already know the answer, but uh, what is your glow accessory? Something you can't be without. And I'm starting to feel like I know <laughs> that I had picked the statement. I know I picked statement earrings over the lip. So the glow accessory is definitely earrings, but my go-to earrings are definitely diamond studs. I think they're simple, classic, elegant. When I go on a trip, I often don't take any other earrings. I just keep them in my ear. They go with everything. You can also add a lot more other accessories if you mm -hmm. leave diamond earrings in. You can layer necklaces, bracelets, um, headbands, different things, scarves. So that is my glow accessory for sure. Love it. So to wrap up, I wanted to ask, you know, what have you been up to at this year end and what would you love to do with your blog next year? So I've done definitely more writing than styling this year because of the COVID. I've had more time to write and because stores were closed and fitting rooms were closed. I would like to try to move into more virtual styling sessions after the holidays occur. I think um, people would be into that more than going in person or even just personal shopping. I'm the one going to the store, picking out the stuff kind of almost like a delivery of like a stitch fix. I know what people pay for stitch fix and I would be so much more cost effective, I think, than that. And there really would be no difference than me going, picking out the stuff, putting a box on your doorstep. I'm returning what you don't want and you pay for what you want. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I want to branch out into that. I still write my columns for 
Boston Man Magazine. It comes out quarterly, and I still write for Dream Rose Magazine in Boston, which also comes out quarterly. And now I'm the fashion editor for Uploader. That is an international magazine. Um, it's on shelves in Dubai, England, Italy. You can That's get so it. cool. <laughs> yeah, you can get it worldwide um, online, too. Obviously, it's available in print and online. So that's very cool. That was a big accomplishment and goal for me. Um, so that that's where we're at for going into next year. Um, continue to build my followers, obviously. Yeah. Follow and me on Instagram, TiffyG77, because I do think social media is really the way to network for business. Everybody's on it, especially where they're home more. And most of my opportunities through my blog and through styling and writing have all come from social media. Got it snaps right there. Um, yeah. I would say, can you just let us know, Is can we find your blog on your Instagram or can we go to a website? Yeah, so my blog is linked to my Instagram. It's right in my bio um, and it is on WordPress too. It's called The Thrill of the Hunt by Tiffy G. And you can also even get it. I have an Amazon affiliator page. If you go to the affiliator influencer pages, it's shop Tiffy G and um, it's also on that. Awesome. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me. This was a pleasure. Um, I, I threw in the glower no as a, a little wrench. <laughs> I loved it. I like that. Off guard. My toes. Yeah, I was like, uh, going off script, like I told you. <laughs> no, I love it. I think so it's much. great. I hope that we can meet in person sometime post-COVID. Definitely. Um, I literally live not too far uh, from the North End area. We can meet there and, and chat some more. Um, but yeah, everyone check out Tiffany and have a happy new year, everyone. That's great. Happy new year, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the glow up effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the glow up effect.